Howdy folks, and welcome to Dashboard Chats. As the name implies, we are recording these segments from our dashboard on the drive between our main interviews to discuss the tales and urban legends that aren't quite fit for the mic. That's right. Ain't every topic ripe for recording, but that don't make them any less interesting. I mean, how am I going to record a haunted lighthouse and, you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, with that, I am Harrison, the Florida man. And I'm Aaron, the cheesehead. Today we come to you from the Florida Turnpike, northbound, where the only thing more abundant than the nudie bars are the pro-life billboards. <laughs> if there's ever a sentence to sum up the Sunshine State, cheesehead, I think you nailed it. Uh, behind us is the Everglades National Park, uh, home of the Florida Skunk Ape, who we just recently talked with. Yeah, real nice guy. He's part of the Sasquatch family, an extensive and reclusive species of sentient hominids dating back to at least the First Nations. And speaking of First Nations, we would be remiss not mentioning Mikasuki, Seminole, and the like without giving these men and women the credit they deserve. I think it's safe to say that the Seminole are the most well-known of the tribes here. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, the Seminoles start off as a confederacy of primarily Georgia and Alabama Creeks. Um, they played ball with European colonists uh, as best they could, which, you know, for better or worse, with every broken truce pushing them deeper and deeper into the south, uh, eventually they wound up in the Florida swamps, which still was not good enough for Jackson. Um, the Seminole Wars raged on about 1816 to 1858. I think even Davy Crockett was involved with some of them. Yeah, many people today still think of Seminoles more superficially, as uh, Chief Osceola has been appropriated as a mascot for Florida State University. Hey, isn't that the chief who was held hostage in Castillo de San Marcos in St. Augustine? And for those of you who don't know, Castillo de San Marcos is the oldest masonry fort in the continental United States. But we'll talk more on that when we visit there soon. No, no, you're right. Uh, Osceola was held captive there, uh, unfortunately, until just before he passed on. Um, I mean, history's shadow, being as dark as it is still, uh, didn't keep these remarkable people from the light as they are still very much around today, and uh, with a large settlement, I think in Oklahoma and uh, obviously Florida to this day, um, they play a large role in the Florida economy. they got numerous casinos, they own hard rock cafes, um, host a lot of the pretty enlightening powwows, one of which I actually had the honor of visiting in Mount Dora. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I've been to powwows too. It's a great way for folks to get acquainted with the First Nations people and learn of cultures left out of the average textbook. I'll be honest, though, I'm not all too familiar with Florida's other indigenous people. Yeah, sadly, a lot of them were subjected to genocide and didn't have written languages, uh, making a lot of their customs and culture all but lost to history. That being said, there are still certainly some tribes that shared the land, um, Appalachia being one of them. Oh, I retract my statement. I actually have heard of the Appalachia. They are famously known for one of the earliest ball games in American history, played both as part of religion and for sport. They extend all the way down to Florida? Yeah, North Florida anyway. Whew, remarkable. Yeah, beyond that were the Calusa and Timucuan, to name a few. Uh, Timucuan are famous for their shell mounds, which they built upon, um, I'm guessing to alleviate flooding. Um, they were excellent hunters and skilled potters as well. Hmm. And the Calusa? From what I understand, the Calusa were badass. Eh? They're pretty comparably tall in stature, too. Um, their name literally translated to fierce people in their own language. And boy, they live up to the hype. Uh, they're no more for their fisheries than, than agriculture. And these people, they tussle toe-to-toe with giant gators, turtles, snakes, even sharks. And unlike many of the other nations uh, here, they did not play ball or view Europeans as gods or anything like that. Um, instead, they were more often straight up attacking any colonial fool stupid <laughs> enough to get within range. And heck, I'm 
These are the folks that mortally wounded Ponce de Leon himself. God, fierce indeed. If only someone had shared with Ponce the location of the Fountain of Youth. Then he could turn back time. Then he could find a way. And anyway, and the Mikasuki, along with the Seminoles, actually uh, are among the tribes who told legends of the Southern Sasquatch, uh, which we call the Skunk Ape. That's crazy how the legacy of Sasquatch has endured for so long. And it seems like there's a resurgence of interest in them these days. I mean, just look at the film industry as of late. But just last year, Missing Link by Laika was up for Best Animated Feature. Yeah, yeah you're right, come to think of it. Missing Link, uh, Abominable, Smallfoot, Son of the Bigfoot. <laughs> Son of what? <laughs> oh, and uh, don't forget The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot, starring Sam Elliott. Why do you think there's been such a resurgence of interest in the big guys? That's a good question. Um, I hadn't seen The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot, so you have to catch me up on that one. Um, but I'd seen the other ones. Uh, they were pretty good. Son of Bigfoot was actually not terrible. It was kind hmm. of out of nowhere. It's about Bigfoot. Dad wearing jorts. Coming of age. <laughs> I don't know. Check it out. But of all these films certainly had a common thread among them. As an English major, you discuss four types of conflict, right? You got man versus man, man versus society, man versus self, and man versus nature. Sasquatches represent agents of nature in these cases. And whether it's a game hunter or scientist, there's always an antagonist charged with this mission to hold dominance over the Sasquatch, which would be man versus nature. Hmm. Yeah, in The Man Who Killed Hitler and in The Bigfoot, it almost seems to blend all the conflicts into one, as the protagonist has his own battles with society, man, self, and nature. Because, you know, he's, he's tasked with taking down the Bigfoot, which would be obviously nature. He has to come to grips with his own past, the past of him having to kill another man, regardless of whether it was in war or not. Right there at the beginning, he has a fight with uh, an, another man. Um, that he takes out, and then society really kind of um, kind of shuns him, you know, as even though he is the hero that uh, was the one that killed Hitler. Yeah. Well, was it good? It was all right. I mean... What do you say? It was a good movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit long, but it's all right. The part where he takes on Hitler is actually my favorite part. Definitely at least watch it for that. I gotta check that movie out. I do think a lot of the subject matter regarding Sasquatches and Yetis is actually a, a marketing tool. The, the, the Yetis actually featured in most of these animated films, which appeals uh, to overseas audiences uh, who can really make or break the overall gross of a film. You know, come to think of it, movies featuring the Sasquatch generally only focus on two groups, the Bigfoot and the Yeti. When will the Skunk Ape finally get his due? Well, that's a damn good question. Hey, you wanna call him up? Oh, you betcha! Let me grab this real quick. Just... Right? Hello! <laughs> hey, it's... <laughs> it's the Florida man and cheesehead from the tailgate. Hey, guys. Long time no see. Ha <laughs> kid, I kid. What can I do you for? Well, we were discussing Sasquatch as the subject matter of film and realized you are grossly underrepresented. Do you have any thoughts on that? I used to dream of seeing my kind on the silver screen, but alas, those days have gone. Ah, jeez, that's sad to hear. Why to change a heart? You see, there's only one leading man fit for a movie like that, and 
no longer with us. Rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Gotta agree with you there. Rest in peace, brother. Well, thank you very much, Skunky. Wait, you guys don't want to talk about my feelings? Yeah, I'd love to. That'd, that'd have to be on a different call, though. Okay. <laughs> I've got a lot of them. Not a lot of people to talk to. How's, how was Walmart? Oh, it was great. I picked up one of them charcoal briquette, like Ooh. real thingies. Oh, mighty fine squirrel on that. <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna lie, I've actually had squirrel before, and it ain't that bad. No, oh, man, bad. the right seasonings, you get it right up in there. Mm-hmm. Plus, half the time, it's the bug zapper does half the killing. All you gotta yeah. do is sit back on the porch. Yeah, man. Just wait for them to come to you. Right, we did things a little bit differently in Wisconsin. Yeah, you probably had more class. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully there'll be another man someday of Burt Reynolds' caliber can take on the role of a lead man in a Florida Swamp 8 movie. I would love to see that. Or heck, why don't you just dress up like you normally do and audition yourself? Oh man, I get camera shy. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. That's why there's no real pictures of him. Man, uh, at least you're not microphone shy. Yeah. It's been a real good time speaking with you again, uh, Skunky. Yeah, it's great talking to you folks, too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Walmart shoppers. Today we have 50% off of our Hawaiian shirts. Act fast. Who you boys hear that? I gotta go get me some of them. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Skunky, and there you have it, folks. Thank you all for joining us for our first Dashboard Chats. Uh, we'll be doing this in the weeks in between uh, our main tailgate episodes, uh, so be sure to stay tuned. Yep. Furthermore, we'd love to answer any questions you might have regarding any of the topics we discussed or any questions and insight you may have on your own. Yeah, just email them to uh, the tailgate podcast at gmail.com and check us out on Instagram at the tailgate podcast for photos, cast info, updates, and more. See you later, tailgaters. Thank you all for joining us for our very first dashboard chat. Skunky the Skunk Ape was again played by Tim Arnold. Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. You can check him out on his YouTube channel, So Can You, or on Instagram at Aaron Unabridged. Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. Theme song is performed by Matt Jones. And this episode is written by Harrison Foreman, edited by Aaron Sherry. 